This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window. Making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro. Now live from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Um, Larry and Bobby Stewart. You guys are, it's amazing how many people call and ask me, When's Bobby and Larry going to be on? And and I think it's, y'all have this ideal relationship. Y'all never fuss. It's it just, it's it just, I, I just absolutely love it. Everybody should have a husband-wife relationship like you two. You're, you speak with fork, fork tongue this morning, <laughs> We have... Our differences of opinion. Well, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's right. Yeah. That's the way I see it. Yeah. Right. Now, I want to know, first of all, you guys went to Ben Kate's visitation. Right. And I heard it was a ton of people for whatever reason. I was tied up and didn't get to go. But I did want to know because he touched so many people in his life. Yeah. Ben Kate's <clears throat> was a great guy. Yeah. If you hear somebody say something bad about Ben Cates, then they've got a problem. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was a big crowd. It was what you would expect. And then the funeral was packed. Mm-hmm. And uh, his son did the funeral. And, uh, and his daughter-in-law, they did a great job. And things were said about Ben Cates that should have been said. The only thing it didn't mention was Ben and my, mine and Ben's fishing trips. Uh, but now that was probably not a story to be told in First Baptist Church. So I guess that's that's why. But uh, I'm reading on the obituary, the funeral home mm-hmm. had a, a site, you know, where you could leave your condolences and stuff. Yeah. And I'm amazed at the former coaches who were his opponents, how much respect they had for Ben Cates, Buddy Pate. You had one on the other day, Harry Gill. Mm-hmm. I saw one uh, yesterday from Jack Harlow. A lot of people around mm-hmm. here won't remember Jack Harlow, but he coached at Franklin County forever. Had some great teams. And uh, he was talking about what a great guy and a great coach Ben Cates was. Uh, you had two of his former players on, and I saw Oh, weren't they great? The other day. Yes. And uh, I was telling you, those two girls that you had on, uh, Connie Huddleston and Sherry Reeves, mm-hmm. they came from Las Casas. Now, that was a big deal for ki- kids from Las Casas and Kittrell and Walter Hill 
to go to Oakland High School. They were scared to death. I remember I did the same thing when I was in high school my senior year. They consolidated, mm -hmm. and I was scared to death. But Ben Cates made it for those – made the transition easier for those kids. And Connie and Sherry both told you that. And uh, they, uh, Ben Cates was the very person to be the first coach at Oakland High School. Yeah. Because he made it so easy for the girls to transition into from a little country school to a big, big, uh, you know, more like city school. And uh, I'll I'll refer the rest of the questions to my other <laughs> half of the year. Well, hand. I would just like to say the visitation was laid out in such a manner that you 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 touched several family members as you were going up the ramps and up the aisles. They mm -hmm. were stationed at different corners, so to speak, so that you weren't bored standing in line because you want a sisters were standing in one place and then uh, Juana was standing at another, um, David and Ashley was standing at another, and then Benjamin and his wife at another. So you could talk to each relative and reminisce. And so you weren't holding up the line by the time you got through. It moved very well. And they did, of course, they didn't open the casket because he was in such bad shape. But I thought it was handled very well, very mannerly. And everything, everything went well. Give credit, part of that, to Jennings and Harris, yeah. Don and Eddie, uh, and then the First Baptist Church, where Ben was a deacon over there, and, mm -hmm. and I'm sure they had a big part in it. Uh, but it was, you know, it, if there ever was a good funeral, uh, this was one of them. And that, they, that is the perfect venue for a funeral. Is is that the church that you belong to? Yeah. It's it's, it's always seen that way. If it's big enough, yeah. And First Baptist Church is one of the biggest churches around, and it just barely was big enough. But I saw people, you know, that you wouldn't. Uh, I saw Bud Rakes. Talked mm -hmm. to Bud. Hadn't seen Bud since I retired, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, he's doing good. Uh, uh, Jim McKee uh, from Last Cassis hit, but Jim McKee, Ben Cates, and. Uh, Mr. Blackwell that taught Ag at Eagle, they were all in school together. Mm -hmm. So Jim and and, uh, and Mr. Blackwell was there, and, and uh, Jim, uh, I was glad to see him. Uh, we, Jim was a school board member at Las Casas for a while. We've had we had some good ones, and he was one of the best. Uh, he he did he worked for the whole county, but he was really interested in Las Casas, and uh, I was, it was good to see Jim. He he's not. Health-wise, he's not as good as he used to be, but uh, neither are, <laughs> neither are we. And it's sad to say that at our age, the funeral home or doctor is about the only places we go. So when we go to a visitation or a funeral, we get to see people our age yeah. that we haven't seen in a while. And it's sad to say that, but you know, you just don't get out like you used to especially with last year's pandemic so yeah. and Ronnie, people our age we want to we want to <laughs> stand and talk for an hour or two but uh, it, it's it's I, that's one thing that i made a, a a really strong statement about i don't really really want a visitation uh 
simply because the people that will be standing in line, they will be old like me, and it's hard to stand there it for is. hours at a time. And if people would just, you know, give their thoughts about in, in a very short sentence or two about what they thought about it and how much that person meant to us, that would be a different thing. But it, the the funeral procession just lasts so long. You know, they'll well, they have them set for four or five or six hours, and and um, I don't like standing like I used to. Well, that's why I like the way they had this lined up. Yeah. You didn't linger. It moved. Mm -hmm. It just kept moving. Of course, uh, we Larry will say, there ain't nobody going to come to your uh, visitation <laughs> anyway. So. Uh, the old statement is, the crowd at your funeral will be largely determined by the weather. Yeah. And, and not by how many lives you touched or how many people you arrested. Yeah. It'd be the weather. It's going to be hard to keep. Think you have anything to worry about. Now, Jackie, it, it, you know, Jackie, the the grass is always green around where she is. And then I will be right next to her, and I'm afraid the grass will be a different color where I am. Well, be. they make some stuff now that you can just spray on there. Oh, can you? Yeah, that's what they'll spray on top of yours. And it, it, it'll let's, look fine. Let's, let's get off of death. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, Ronnie Eakes, uh, being, he was Ben's assistant. Every, yeah. From Oakland until they both retired, and uh, I got to see Ronnie and this, the 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 Paul Bears. Uh, we were all sitting together, and it, I just looked around and I thought, man alive, what a crew! Yeah. And everybody loved Ben Cates. Yeah, there's uh, no Lewis doubt about Cameron, that. Uh, golly, back now, boy. Uh, Steve. Steve mm -hmm. McNabb was there, and he's like me. He's having a hard time getting around, but we've, we've got around enough to go to Ben Cates' funeral, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's special. Okay, yeah. Bobby. Okay, uh, this morning we ate breakfast at Sylvan Park, and mm -hmm. it's always good. And uh, I met uh, Kelly, our waitress, bought yes. all of our breakfasts. Yes, she did. Sure she, did. she did that before I got there, so Larry well, got to pay for mine. Yeah. It's always a drawback. <laughs> but anyway, before I left, I went over to the table and I talked to two old friends. I'm not talking age-wise. I'm talking time-wise. Because when we lived in January Street Housing Project, mm -hmm. uh, I worked at State Farm with Martha Rowlett Alice Goodwin. And oh. we got to be real good friends, and we still are to this day. Their mom and them lived on February Street which is just the next street on the other side. Wow. And uh, so they used to go to the beautician in Smyrna. I think her first name was Lena. And uh, I, asked, I said, I don't have a beautician and I don't have a way to go. Can I ride with y'all? So every Saturday that we went to the beauty shop in Smyrna, mm -hmm. I would tag along with them, and there would be four of us, their mother, Martha, Alice, and me, and we'd all get our hair done at Lena's, and they'd bring me back home because we had one vehicle, and on Saturdays, usually, he had the car and was up at AG's playing rook and ping pong. I was at the library. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, they are, they worked at State Farm, and I did it at State Farm, and their daughter Tracy was with them. Martha's daughter Tracy was with mm -hmm. them this morning, and she's still working with State Farm. But, of course, everybody with State Farm that's left is working from home. 
the only people they said that is in that building are the people giving the vaccines. Yeah. So Martha and Alice were the Kelton twins. Yes. And their mother worked at State Farm, and so she rode with them for at least two years. Well, we moved out of the housing project after two years, but yeah. Uh, and uh, one of them was married to T Bone Rowley, and she said that T Bone had had some heart problems, had a heart attack, so we mm -hmm. wanted think about T-Bone and then Jerry Goodman is married to the other one. He's, Jerry, he's, Jerry's in rehab right now. Oh, bless his heart. I didn't get a, uh, a lot of information from Alice, but she said he's in rehab and he's struggling like a lot of us. He's an old Kittrell boy. Yeah. At this age. So uh, it was good to see them. We used to see them a lot at basketball games, but we haven't had one of those in ages. So maybe I would see Jerry at baseball, basketball, yeah. and everything oh, yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt your powwow, but um, <laughs> didn't want to mention uh, Ray Garrett, who passed away too. Yeah, from Murfreesboro Police Department. Yeah, he was there yeah. for many years, and um, yeah. Um, so he he passed away with uh, due to COVID um, last Friday, I guess it was, and I think visitation is today, and the funeral tomorrow at Murfreesboro Funeral Home. So. Glad you brought that up, yeah. Brian. Yeah, somebody called about it, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's pretty neat, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Ray a lot of times over the years, and, and what was the name of that restaurant right there on Broad? He would work that restaurant a lot of times back when we were all young, and he was he was a police officer at that time. The Jackson Motel? The Jackson Motel? No, restaurant. no. It was one of the regular ones. I can't even think of it right now. But Shoney's? Uh, Mm, no, uh, is a drive-in. Shoney? Are you Broad sure style. it's not Shoney's? Well, it may have been, but I can't remember. On Broad Street. Yeah, that Shoney's was, was a drive-in back in the yeah. day, I hear. Okay, yeah. so that was it then. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember things like I used to. Well, isn't that strange? Yeah, I don't know what <laughs> it is. But like thanks you. goodness I've got a young fellow like Brian that can, I know. He can, keeps can us lead us on. Yeah, well, <laughs> bless his heart. You, know, you talk about genes. Brian Barrett came from good genes. I thought the world of his daddy. Levi's? No. No, we wear Wranglers out in Leanna. Uh, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we wear the big boy stuff now, Brian. Well, but uh, Brian's daddy was a great guy. Yes, great he baseball. was. He's a good ball player. baseball. Yeah, good ball player. Somebody, somebody asked me, I don't know when it was, but what our agenda was for today's show. And Did we I said, ever have one? No. <laughs> I said, who knows? I said, What's we just start talking and feed off of each other. So. Well, you got to figure that Ben Cates was going to come up yes. and should yeah. uh, for a while. Yeah. It'll be a long time before people, well, you and I will never live long enough to forget about Ben Cates. No. He's uh, just a, a super guy. The last, the last trophy or the last fishing tournament they, they went on. I bought them Duck Dynasty T-shirts and it said the Quack Pack, and they won a trophy at that tournament, but the trophy said for the best effort. Mm -hmm. And it embarrassed Ben, and he wouldn't take it home. He gave it to Larry. <laughs> he wouldn't go get it. He said, that's like a sportsmanship award. That's for losers. <laughs> yeah, he's like us. I yeah. mean, we don't like those but things. When we got to our house, she wanted to take her picture. And I said, here, Ben, hold this while I get ready. And he was holding the trophy, and she took a picture. And uh, 
the deal was the attendance department yeah. uh, with George Hockenberry. He would have a little fishing rodeo for the attendance people and the, the recreation people. being, re And uh, I had a boat, so I got to go. And that day, you get points for a bream. I mean, a little bream. You get points for everything. Well, we couldn't catch a fish to save our life. And I said, Ben, we'll get us some crickets to go over here in this cove, and we'll catch us a bream. We ain't going in skunked. Well, we couldn't even catch a brim. It came time to go in, and Ben said, I ain't going in. I said, oh, yes, you are. I said, we're going to go in and take our medicine just like everybody else. So Hockenberry gave us that Best Effort Award, and uh, I tried to get Ben to take it home and show one and the kids. He, he would not have anything to do with that Best Effort Award. He was extremely competitive. He a was. lot of people don't realize he that. Was. Ta talking to was. Talking to Harry off the air, yeah. it, it it was really really fun. Well, Faye Elam was talking about it, Buds, the other day about seeing him, you know, get upset at a, at a ball game with Riverdale, mm -hmm. and I said, well, if you think that was bad, you should have gone to Woodbury and watched uh, uh, when he played Woodbury and Robert A. Harris. Mm -hmm. No. Uh oh, we, we've got a problem here. Well, I don't. We think no, we have. No, no, I want your glasses. Oh. Well. <laughs> Well, can't keep up with stuff, can we? But anyway, uh, I, if somebody's living in a house by themselves, they have to love this show because the, you, well, the relationships between <laughs> husband and wife it, it really doesn't change a whole uh, lot. But it really, this show really <laughs> needs to be zoomed, where people can see the abuse that I put up with. To do this show. Speaking, uh, uh, Jan sent me a picture of all the pallbearers yeah. at Jim's at uh, Ben's funeral. So I'm going to read that. Uh, Fred Adams, yeah. Embry Blackwell, mm -hmm. Alvin Brandon Sr., mm -hmm. Joe Brown, Jim Coley, or is it Cody? Jim Cody. I can't tell if that's a that T. Dr. Cody's. Uh, okay, Jim Cody, Butch Campbell. Ronnie Eakes, Bobby Gardner, George Hockenberry, Jeff Jordan, Jason Lamons, yeah, that's Sam, Sammy Lamons, Jimmy McKee, Steve McNabb, Jerry Reed, Larry Stewart, Charles Bud Wilder, and Terry Wilson. So, wow. Quite a lineup. Well, they, they, yeah. If you notice, they all were different. A lot of us were teachers. Yeah. Uh, then you had uh, farmers. Mm -hmm. And uh, this it was just uh, to show you that being Capes was not just a coach. Yeah. He was, he was everything. You know, he was pretty darn good basketball player for that Kittrell team when, when they were so good. He was on the 62 team. When I came to Murfreesboro as a junior in 1962, Ben was on the Middle Tennessee State College freshman team. Mm -hmm. He guarded me in practice some, and uh, I got to know him in 1962. And uh, he was, yeah, he was a good basketball player. He told and, me you were easy to guard because well, he knew that you were not going to pass the ball off to anybody, <laughs> so you, he, he would be looking for you to take the shot. Well, once again, you can't believe everything you say, and Ben Cates never said that, but uh, I know Ben well enough to know that he never said that, but uh, we, we were, Ben was so intense 
even back then. Yeah. He was guarding me one day, and the coach stopped practice to talk to us, and I was walking around to stay loose, mm-hmm. and Ben was sliding and guarding me for about two minutes. <laughs> but, you know, I never scored a point during that two minutes. I could see that, yeah. But, uh, he, I kid him about that a lot. But Ben was Ben was a thinker. Yeah. He thought stuff. Thought Very bright. Stuff. Yes. Yeah, he was. And this, uh, he was a math major or something. And uh, I want to brag a little bit on my grandson's fiance. She finished her master's degree in biology mm-hmm. in Middle Tennessee with a 4.0 average. And I told her, I said, well, it's obvious to me that you didn't have to take any more hard PE courses like I did, or you'd have been down there about a two like I was. And she didn't understand, but she's, uh, if you get a 4.0 in biology, uh, you ain't no quack. Is it easier to get a degree if you are a, if you are an outstanding athlete? Harder. It's, harder. Uh, it's, it is harder. It's harder because, now, and I'm being serious, you're being a, a, another one that's quack. Yes, thank but you. But you're away from school so much. Now, now it's awful back back. When I played, mm-hmm. you know, if you had a road trip to Moorhead and Eastern, you played one of them on Saturday night and the other on Monday. So we were gone Friday, Monday, and uh, well, the guy that was taking care of all your homework for you. Well, I, I'm coming to that. Okay. <laughs> I was very fortunate to have a wife who loved to read. Mm-hmm. So when I had still to does. Do, now mm-hmm. I can say this now because as as Goober would say, the statue statue of limitations has run out. Mm-hmm. When I would have a book to read, and I minored in history because I didn't have to take much, she would read it, and then she would tell me about it because I didn't have time to go to the library like regular students did. Yeah, but, but it's hard. It, th- those books that you read were very difficult. I'm thinking, did Tony ever get his pony? No, <laughs> no, that was one of them. But, uh, uh, you know, when they... When they quit putting comic books in the barber shop, you mm-hmm. remember that? Oh yes. Man, I thought I was gonna die. Yeah. Because that's that was the only good part about getting a haircut every other month was read about, about Archie and uh, Superman. Yeah, t- TV ruined my ability to read. <laughs> yeah, but when they quit making comic books, you and I were pretty much left out in the cold. But anyway, that to answer your question, it, it's hard, and I can imagine how hard it is today, but we had people that would help you. Mm-hmm. Coach Bubba Murphy. There's never been anybody that went through Middle Tennessee State College when he was the athletic director and football coach that he didn't help. He didn't care whether you was a football player or a girl. Yeah. Uh, he, he would help you. And all the instructors understood that, you know, we had to be gone. And yeah. back then, the coaches all taught classes. So when we would go to Moorhead and Eastern, Coach Stokes and Coach Tricky would have to get somebody to cover their class. Now the coaches don't teach anything. But I think that's one reason we had such good crowds at the basketball games because all the instructors knew us Mm because we were in their class. And the other kids were in the class. But that's uh, that's changed now. And, and, you know, it's bigger time now. Yeah. And, of course, you had the support of Bobby in – Bobby, uh, you when you came in, and, and of course she was mentioning about where you guys lived over there off January Street, but uh, uh, you had you made a lot of friends 
through your work at State Farm, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And you guys maintain a relationship after all those years. Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Clayton Slinky, she's yeah. a Slinky now. She Carol. lived over there at the time that their daughter was was born, Kena, mm -hmm. and uh, she was from Benton, Kentucky. So, you know, we felt like it was old home week, really. How far was that from where you lived? About 25 miles. <laughs> yeah. Very close, very close. And then our nothing. neighbors was uh, Barbara and, and Ronnie Wilmoth, and they were from the county, Carlisle County, next to us. We played them in basketball in high school. So mm -hmm. we were fortunate that we knew some people when we moved here. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the time we moved here, I didn't realize that they were here. But uh, Kenny played at MTSU for a very short time, and then he opened the store up in Nashville. Gun City, USA. Yeah. Him and Hank Williams Jr. were big buddies. I bought a gun from them years ago. Mm -hmm. About 12 mm -hmm. years old. Wow. We, we, I knew Ronnie Wilmoth was here because he was our, they were our big idols in high school. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stand Ronnie Wilmoth because he was our big idol. But when we got to Murfreesboro, we moved into the apartment next to him, and uh, they were super. They were super. Yeah. And, uh, but State Farm was a family. Yeah. Back then, I mean, it was family. They would have the family picnic. I'll never forget that we we couldn't wait. Uh, T-Bone Rowlett and I won the wheelbarrow contest every year because I weighed about 155 and T-Bone weighed about 140, and so it wasn't nothing for us to pick his legs up and just and go. So mm -hmm. we we were undefeated champs of the wheelbarrow race when when we retired. I didn't know there was such a well, thing. Well, there was a state farm. Well, there was back then. Yeah. They had sack races, uh, egg tosses, you know. Brian's going to get mad at me if we don't take a quick break. Oh, get Brian well, we, don't, we can't have that. No, no, no. He, he, he takes care of us. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with you. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Lisa Halliburton with Bell Jewelers. We can't forget the special dads in our lives. June 20th is Father's Day. At Bell Jewelers, we have watches that can be engraved for dad, tie tacks, men's bracelets, really nice selection of men's jewelry, pocket knives, clocks. June 20th is Father's Day. At Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad Street, across from Toots Restaurant. Here at Bud's Tire, we make buying Michelin tires simpler. I'm Allison Mitchell with Bud's Tire Pros. We offer a straightforward approach to service, including nationwide warranties with every purchase. Stop in today to see our full lineup of Michelin and BF Goodrich tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin and BF Goodrich have a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, hassle-free, guaranteed. We're located on East Main Street, exactly three miles from the town square, one mile past Rutherford Boulevard. Visit us online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents and Doug. Check it out, Lemu. A roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. <laughs> 
Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Look! An emu wearing sunglasses! Limo, you're famous. <laughs> only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. When the prospect of divorce becomes a reality, you need a partner that you can count on. If you're a man in this situation, consider contacting Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men navigate complex legal matters for 30 years. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, online at CordellCordell.com, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Cole Elementary School in Antioch doing its part and hunger by providing a community refrigerator. Principal Chad Hedgepath says it's a partnership with Mayor John Cooper's office, Metro Nashville Public Schools, and a medical student from Vanderbilt. Hedgepath says anybody can stop by the fridge to pick up food. The staff is keeping the fridge stocked with items, but they also rely a lot on community members to help keep it full. A woman arrested in Murfreesboro two years ago after the death of her stepchild will appear in court for a trial early next year. The suspect in the case shared the home with her husband, Christopher Hart, who is the natural father of the deceased child. In 2018, new evidence was presented to a grand jury which landed Emily Hart behind bars on a charge of aggravated child abuse. Now the case is scheduled for a 2022 trial in a Rutherford County courtroom January 10th through the 14th. A Lawrenceburg woman is facing 10-care fraud charges after investigators say she gave false information to the state to get more than $46,000 in health insurance benefits. Police say 32-year-old Billy Joe Stoneburner falsely reported she had custody of her children, and as a result, 10-care paid her more than $46,000 in fees and claims on her behalf. District Attorney General Brent Cooper is prosecuting the case. The Tennessee Department of Transportation will suspend all lane closures over the Memorial Day weekend. Officials say interstates and state routes will be cleared of closures beginning at noon on Friday all the way through 6 in the morning on June 1st. There are long-term construction projects which could cause some restrictions and drivers are asked to slow down and observe the work zone speed limits when traveling through the areas. News on demand 24-7 at our website, WGNSRadio.com. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. All right, guys, this is Scott. I want to encourage you to make your health a priority. It's easier than you think at Low T Center. They are reinventing the doctor's visit, making it quick and easy to get all your levels checked, not just your testosterone levels. They offer a comprehensive health assessment so you know all the numbers that are important to your health. If you've been feeling tired, grumpy, lack of motivation and drive, have noticed a weight gain or a loss of muscle mass, these could all be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. It all starts with a quick and easy health assessment, and it's covered by most health insurance. Low T Center is concierge medicine exclusively for us men, and they now offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Self-inject at-home treatments are $135 a month for self-pay or covered by most health insurance. To schedule your health assessment, go to LowTCenter.com. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. 
A few spotty showers and thunderstorms at times possible late this afternoon. A blend of clouds and sunshine develops a high in the low 90s. Southwest winds around 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 68. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn, pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Larry and Bobby Stewart. Um, you're going to have a special event coming up. Yes, I think it's June the 14th. I got an email from Linda Jenkins mm-hmm. and uh, the State Farm Group, girls group. That's about, if everybody shows up, there should be about 10 of us. Wow. We're finally going to get to meet and eat. The last time they met was January the 27th. 27th, which was a day after my heart attack. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I was in the hospital and missed that one. So it's been over a year now since we've all gotten together and got to eat lunch together and bring each other up to speed on what's happening in our lives. That's a great venue to be, isn't it? I, Through I the like grapevine. it there. I like it there. They've got a good place in a room for us to sit and talk and eat and fellowship. And I'm looking forward to it. That's that's from the last Cash's bunch, isn't it? Some of the grapevine. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, Miss Lester. Yeah, yeah. She does a great job running that place. It's, she does. It's it's really good. Yeah. So that, I'm excited. So that group at State Farm, they work together for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that lives in Manchester now. Carol. Carol. Uh, Watterson. You know, and, and they worked in the same unit. Uh, Sue Rowland. Uh, they just good folks, too. Yeah. And, but that's the way it was back then in State Farm. I remember they would call me at Last Cassis High School and say, if Linda Murphy's got any students, send them down here. And they would usually hire Connie. Connie yes, Lahue yeah. mm-hmm. was one of them. Well, I, since we're mentioning names, I'm going to try to mention all of them. The Linda Linda Jenkins, she used to be Linda Overall, married to Pete Overall, mm-hmm. and he passed away. Connie Pearson, uh, her husband passed away this past year, and uh, Sally T- Titus, and uh, Kathleen Mary. White. Uh, Mary Ford. Huh? Mary Ford. Yes, Mary Ford. Um, she lost her husband about three or four years ago, I think. Mm. I'm not sure. And I'm trying to think. There's, oh, uh, Linda Harrell. Mm-hmm. Linda Harrell. And I guess that's about it. Did I say Kathleen White? Yes, you did, but okay. you didn't say Sue Rowland, I don't think. Oh, well, you said Sue, okay. Sue Rowland. And, uh, Mary, guess. bring you up to date, Hugh, uh, Truman. Mary Ford's granddaughter was one we loved to watch play basketball at MTSU. Her name was... Uh, 
I can't think. I can't think. And I saw a picture on Facebook. She's got a baby. Is that right? Johnson. Her last name was Johnson. But yeah. anyway, she was one of the best scorers Middle Tennessee's ever had. Played inside. And but she she did a great job. But that and Mary Mary Ford is just the sweetest thing that that you'll ever want to be around. Maybe Brian. Alex Johnson. Alex yeah. Johnson. I was going to see if Brian could remember. Uh, I, I bet he could. My brain cells have started popping. Yeah, Alex Johnson, and uh, she's got a little baby. Well, I'm good for her. And uh, while we're talking about eating, uh, tonight is the night that I eat with the last graduating class at Las Casas High School, the 1972 group. And uh, Does Bobby not get to go? No, no. No, and no, I she, wouldn't want to. No. <laughs> she, matter of fact, I don't think any of the women have broken into this group yet, but there were some good ones. Connie Leahy was one of them. There were some good ones in that class, but uh, I don't think they won't be seen with us, the rest of us. But we have a good time. And then Is uh, the conversation a little bit too off for the it, ladies? It could be with some of them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Charlie Timms. You know, he had COVID. He stayed in the hospital for like seven months. But mm. he's out. And the last last month, he came. Yeah. And uh, we're we're really thankful that Charlie made it through because he he was he was a good guy. Yeah. I mean, he is a good guy. Doug Sneed, uh, Stanley James, Steve Martin came. Steve was in that class until his mama started working at the shoe shop in town mm -hmm. and it was just too hard so she made him go to central and uh, he told us the story the last time steve didn't care much about school and uh, he said he had to go to summer school and take american history his junior year and ray hughes was his teacher and he said ray hughes was giving out the grades and he waited he was last everybody left he said come up here martin <laughs> you know how gravely ray hughes mm -hmm. talking he said martin said, I'm going to give you a D, not because you earned it, because I don't want to see you in my class next year. <laughs> Steve said, thank you, Mr. Hughes. He was just glad to get out. Don't but, you love the way education used to I be? I do. I do. It was, it was good times. The kids had a good time. Yeah, it's fun. And, yeah. Uh, these kids tell stories on me that I believe they just made up. But, I doubt it. I don't think so. Well... You know, y'all, you and Bobby are so blessed for your young ones, and your uh, sweet daughter uh, called, and she couldn't get a hold of Bobby on her phone. I don't know how, well, who you got your phone to. I had the sound turned down, and it was muted. Yeah. Because I didn't want the ring to interfere with our show. So. But she was wanting to make sure that. Uh, um, you were doing all the things that you were supposed to. Jad is one that she doesn't get the credit that she deserves for all the things that <laughs> raising raising her mom and daddy is is one of the big ones, well, and she takes care of. She it. does that. She does. She takes care of Pinnacle Bank. She takes care of Ronnie Martin. Um, valley, I don't know. Valley growers. Yeah, I don't know when she finds time in her life to to just kind of relax and and have fun. Well, they they go to the lake where there's no cell phone coverage, and you get up there and just relax. They love they love the lake. They're lake time. So yeah. and, and I'm not a lake person, but for those that love it, that's fine. And we have another mm -hmm. child, Jay. Jay <laughs> talked to him last night, and it's so wet down there that he's had a fan running in his backyard to dry it out so the people can 
Moe would not make ruts. And his They're daughter, what we had, her husband was just here, and they were back, and and they were telling Jay how pretty it was in in Tennessee and how dry it was. And uh, but he's hoping the rain will quit today. But he had uh, the great grandson of ours, their their child. He had a chance to come to the Big Red Barn, as he calls it. But he decided he wants to stay in Texas with Papa, hmm. because when he's with Papa and Gigi. He pretty much rules the roost. Yeah. Not like it is here at my house, because <laughs> Gravel Gertie over here will, will kind of put well, a damper on our Well, fun. somebody has to be the adult in this group, mm-hmm. and it falls on That's me. the way it's always been, hasn't it? Yeah, because he likes to play, and when yeah. those kids come up, we're on the four-wheeler, the golf cart. We got a sled that we pull behind the golf cart that they mm-hmm. ride, whether there's snow on the ground Fran or not. Fran Hughes. Is that Fran Hughes? She out here? I can't see who you're talking about. Well, well she's she walking the, away. came to the door, but I don't I can't see that far. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting that way. <laughs> but you know, it's amazing how many people that we know that are here at Adam's Place and then it's amazing how many of them have come so far away just to be here. Yeah. Uh, and, and, they, and they have the best personalities that I have ever seen. I can actually t- well, there's one lady that comes here from Brooklyn, and, and I call her Flatbush because everybody, you know, there was a Flatbush right there in, in, uh, in Brooklyn. And we can talk about the Dodgers when, when they were playing down the hall. At, at Abbott's Field. Yeah. And, and uh, I... I you, I, you and I, with our age and and our love of sports, there's nobody here hardly that that I can't have a conversation with, which is amazing. It is, and, and you know, uh, you and I will be here one of these days if we live long enough. Hopefully, we'll be here. But uh, it's this it's great to talk to these people that yeah. uh, you know that are a little bit older than us, and all the knowledge, the things that the kids can learn. For, but nowadays, I don't know, my grandkids, my granddaughters especially, they used to sit with me on the front porch, mm-hmm. and they'd say, uh, yes, sir, they'd say, uh, Papa, tell me, about the, tell me about the old days. And uh, when my youngest granddaughter, Kimbo, who graduated last year, mm-hmm. she was in second grade. She had to do a report on somebody that was raised in a different area than her mm-hmm. well her grandpa her papa came to mind she called me well that's an honor she called me on the phone and jay was listening on the other phone and kimbo was taking notes and she would say papa said uh what was your playground like when you were in second grade i said well when i was in first grade we had we didn't have playground we went down the woods and swung on grapevines and stuff mm-hmm. like that played played town ball all in one room schoolhouse what was the cafeteria like? I said, well, we carried our lunch in a molasses bucket. And she said, why a molasses bucket? I said, honey, it had a bail on it. Well, she didn't have a clue what I was talking about. But yeah. Jay said the teacher called him after she made her report. <laughs> she said, who is this guy? Jay said, that's my dad. She said, well, I, I got to know him real well through Kimbo's little presentation. You know, that's the way it's supposed to be. I remember my great-grandmother telling me what was going on in the war of northern aggression and uh, I, w- I would sit there and listen to her and she would tell about our relatives that would 
they would come in at night and go through the window and sleep in the bed at night. And then in the morning, they would go back out and start shooting at Yankees yeah. during the day. Oh, and, yeah. and it's funny how you would listen to how they would uh, relate those things in the language that was back there during those old days. Yeah, they, the, the people like that are the people you and I grew up with, the, the World War II veterans. Yeah. And uh, that's uh, I used to listen to them. My daddy was never in the service. He was too old to get drafted. But they made him go to Mobile, Alabama and work in a shipyard. And when mm -hmm. those ships would come in all shot up, they would weld them back up and everything. Now, yeah. he didn't get any benefits, but he got a job. And that was scarce back during World War II, you know, yeah. with that and blood. And, uh, the ladies took over a lot of the jobs did. back then. Now, when my dad was in the shipyard, of course, the biggest shortage in World War II was blood. So they had a, a card. They could give blood, and to pay them, they would give them a half a pint of liquor. And my daddy didn't drink it, but he loved to give blood because it made him feel better. Now, wait a minute. Do you let me finish okay. telling this, okay? <laughs> so he would take the liquor, and then he would sell it to some of the other boys for their gas stamps. Ooh. And then he would give blood on their car to get it and set it back to them. You know? So when he got enough money, he came back to Kentucky and filled up the old man across the road's A model car and mm -hmm. said, when she gets ready to have this baby, you take you see she gets to the doctor. Then when I got to be a teenager and got to being a smart aleck like most of us do, my daddy mm -hmm. would say, boy, I gave my blood to get you in this world, and I've been sorry of it a few times. <laughs> I'm sure he was. But that, I mean, he was exactly right. That's the way he made the money to get my mama to the hospital, which is t 10 miles. But uh, it was it was a big deal back in, in 1942. And people don't realize how much each citizen paid in to that war. Yeah. And, and, and and they gave so much. And you, you remember Hollywood people would, would in, in the movies, uh, they, they would always advertise um, that you need to give to your country yeah. during that time. And Lee it, Marvin was, was, it was so special. Lee Marvin was a big war hero, Audie Murphy. Uh, but, Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. When uh, Well, don't forget the big one now, Sergeant York. Oh, oh yeah. 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 When uh, when we were going around trying to get that star on our driver's license, mm -hmm. I went to, I think I went to eight different places. But I finally got up to uh, where they wanted my birth certificate. I believe we were in Tullahoma, were we? Somewhere. Let, anyway, they said, we can't take this because it's not official. I said, well, it's got me married. It's got me into two colleges. Mm -hmm. And on the back of it, my mama had written down the number of my stamp book for, mm -hmm. for rations. Yeah. And, and uh, I, But I had to go spend, what, $38 more to get another one from Kentucky that had that stamp on it. But I thought, you know, it was it was good during the war, and it, it but it's not good now. A lot of people would write it in their Bibles back oh, yeah. in those days. Oh, yeah. In fact, that yeah. usually would be a list of almost everybody in the family. Mm -hmm. Your mom, of course, my mama was a teacher. And she did uh, did stuff. I was thinking the other day. I don't. I, I think about my mom all the time. If she was still alive the first day of June, she'd be a hundred and four. So anyway, but we had to buy our books mm -hmm. in high school. Now I never did have to buy many because my brother was a year ahead of me, and I had to use his books. Yeah. But anyway, 
she would pick certain pages and she would write her name on it. She wouldn't put it in the front or the back. She'd put it on page 53 or something yeah. like that because people would look at the front and the back. If it was in there, they'd mark it out and say it was theirs. So, but she did did stuff like a teacher does. And but it was it was great. Some of the Your things. Your mama had to be special. She was. She was. Because well, when you parents. have those one-room schoolhouses and have so many kids, and then uh, having to raise your own kids, that that yeah. was. Well, she raised us at school. I mean, when I was in first grade, I was there, and my brother had been there two years. But uh, and uh, I, she was in five different one-room schoolhouses. And I've got a book about them, and it's it's just neat to look. You know, they made pictures back then because the the last year when I was in the first grade was 1948, and uh, we got a good picture. Matter of fact, me and my buddy that lived across the road, we got a, got it and carried it to the Hickman County Museum. Wow, that's pictures in there because it was a lie. We closed down two schools, old Jim and I. We closed that and down, and then we went out to the main road where the high school was, one through twelve. And we closed it down when we were after our 11th year. How much did that mean to you growing up in, in the where you did in in a, in a country setting in the one-room schoolhouse and and you being around your mom and all the education process that was going on at that time, and then you ended up in Las Casas where you you had kind of a similar, very similar, similar environment, uh, especially the high school part. Yeah, uh, because the high school that we went to, as a matter of fact, she closed that school down. Uh, her and my brother were in the last graduating class, and it was really special. We didn't know at the time, just like the kids at Las Casas didn't know at the time, what a great deal they had going. Yeah, and uh, but it was great, and you know. We learned stuff. We did. We didn't have any air conditioning. We didn't have any computers. Uh, but like somebody said, we can all make change for a dollar, and uh, that was that was taught to us at school. Yeah. And who know, was it the other day said that uh, they didn't need a resource officer back then? One of them, one of them stopped on the road. He'd been around oh, the road. Yeah. He said, uh, you know, he said. Uh, well, tell who it was. Well, Walter Donnell. Mm -hmm. one, of, one of my buddies, uh, he said, you know, we didn't need a resource officer when I was in school. He said, we had you. I said, well, <laughs> and then you know what? And y'all knew how to act when you came to school. Yeah. And they did. And they, they didn't fear me as much as they feared what they'd get at home. Now, how many times did you take a kid back there in the punishment room with your big paddle? And how many times did you not paddle them? See, you, you, uh, that was the thing that scared everybody when as big as you were and you had that paddle and you'd take them in there for their punishment, yet they didn't get punished. Well, I never did, but I was going to one time, and I asked Miss Knight, I said, will you come back here and let me paddle you just so we can, the others can hear it, and she refused. So uh, <laughs> you, you remember Miss Knight, yes. great lady, man. Yeah. She took care of me for 29 years. And when I hired her, she was going to stay till Christmas. When Rob Taylor hired me, I was going to stay three years to get my master's, and I was gone. And uh, she stayed 29, and I stayed 36. You're like me when I, I would get credit for so many things at the sheriff's office simply yeah. because I was sheriff or chief deputy. It depends on whichever one. But I always felt guilty 
And I love my people because um, they would be the ones that were actually uh, doing all the work, you might say, and, and, and doing all the smart things. And there I was in that office uh, getting credit for things that they've done. And that always bothered me. And I know you've always been the same way, but you had such a love for them. And so did I because uh, they pretty much were a major part of my family. And that's the way you were over at Last Cash. Uh, that's the way I was. And uh, I, I'm I'm very proud of my years I spent at Last Cash's. Yeah. I'm, I'm honored to have been associated with, with the people that I was associated mm -hmm. with. They, uh, all the students, you know, we had some aggravators. We didn't have any hoodlums yeah. when I was at Last Cash. Now, we had some aggravators. Every kid came to school with a pocket knife because they'd cut hay strings before they come to school. Yeah. Nobody ever stabbed each other. Everybody had a gun in the back of their pickups. Nobody ever shot each other. But uh, I was fortunate enough to be out there in a time when education was important and acting right was important. Yeah. I, I'm glad of that. But they, they learned so much from you there. And it, it, if you look at all the schools that the kids go to and you try to compare them all, there's no way you can repair them because oh. each school is like a different environment that they're learning through and, and growing up in. Well, every kid at Las Casas knew who Mr. Stewart was. Yeah. And I knew every kid in school. Mr. J.J. Mm -hmm. Mac Williams told me one time, said, when school gets so big that the principal don't know every kid in school is too big. Mm -hmm. And I've thought about that a lot. Now, a lot, when it got ready, when I got ready to retire, I might not know a kid's name, but I'd say that's Paul McKnight's boy. Yeah. Or that's Paul McKnight's girl. I knew I had their mamas and daddies in school, so I, I knew who they were. I knew where they lived. And some other principals say, well, that's not important. Well, I think it is because... Everybody can't be raised on East Main Street. Yeah. There were some kids, and you'll know, you know, sometimes kids do things at school because of their home life, and you got to, you got to adjust for that. Yeah. And uh, it's I, I, when the bus driver was sick, I drove the bus, and one reason because I wanted to see where these kids lived, and uh, it was just it was it was a great 36 years, Truman. Yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And then the way I grew up. Uh, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Well, I, I hear a lot of times about uh, principals and, 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 of course, the kids who were the students in the schools, and they will inevitably talk about a principal who was tougher than nails and how much respect they had for them because they were not only tough these principals are but they were able to reach out to the kids as far as their studies were concerned and, and a lot of times uh, the student seemed like they automatically knew the tougher the principal the more the principal cared about them and, and that's we, a, that's same a, way with teachers yeah and uh, it, it, it's amazing how that never changed yeah i i wished i had a penny you know, it's like the old song, if teardrops were pennies and heartaches were gone. Yeah. If I had a penny for every 
kid I'd help work an algebra problem in study hall, uh, I'd be a rich man. But that was, they needed help, and, and I was there. Yeah. To, and and well, I'm glad I could give it to them. But some of them would say, man, if it hadn't been for you, I never would have passed algebra. Well, that was my job. I think when the schools, the country schools, were pretty much done away with, except for, let's see, what have we got? One now that still uh, has that. Uh, we were 1 through 12, and, and now they have the K through 12. But uh, having a community school seems to be the perfect environment for education as far as the kids who are learning and growing up and uh, getting a relationship uh, with the people who live in their particular part of the community. It, I know we can't go back to it. But the community schools seem to serve a purpose that you don't really see that much anymore. That that was in a community schools, for some reason or another, we taught stuff that wasn't in the textbooks. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I would teach the kids about uh, voting because mm -hmm. one of these days you're going to vote. You know, and it's just uh, how to act. Uh, you know, how you, how you going to make it out here in this real world? And I think nowadays, Truman, a lot of teachers and principals are scared that they're going to offend somebody and get a lawsuit and stuff. You know, yeah. I, I would tell them, sue me. All I got is house payments and car payments, and I'm tired of making them. Yeah. But uh, I think that's happening, and that, that's happening because the world is changing so fast. It's different than the way it was when I was in Fran Hughes and everyone was teaching. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just different. <clears throat> but uh, I'd always tell my teachers, you can do anything that you got guts enough to do. Now, if somebody questions you, you're better off if you're right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'll, I'll defend you till hell freezes over. But it's easier for me to defend you if you're right. And, you know, teachers will screw up just like anybody else. But it was... Uh, a, a principal had his own fiefdom or fiefdom or however they call it. Uh, do they still have that much authority, and do they have to watch what they say more now than they used oh, to? Everybody has to watch what they say. Yeah. Uh, I doubt that people like Mr. J.J. Mack Williams, Mr. Roger Brunton, who were two of the best, uh, Bud Rakes, I doubt that we could make it in this this world because you have to do things. I would tell people that I'm not going to do anything that don't have a bearing on the education of the kids at Lash Cassis. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that was going to a lot of these seminars. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, I'm not going. My job is right here at Lash Cassis, and this is where I'd rather be. Nowadays, I don't think they have much choice. It's a shame that we are swamped by people in the media who are giving their opinions about how the world should be run as far as they're concerned. And uh, the people that are the ones that are in those positions, they, they don't seem to have a clue about the people in this country. They really don't. They don't understand that so many positive things came from those individ individuals who uh, made a difference in our lives? Yeah. Your our moms and dads and grandparents and they, they they've gone off the deep end. It it, it seems like that uh, um, we we're we're sinking 
a, a lot about in, in our in our in the ways that that uh, uh, we were taught the respect that we have for others. Uh, I, it's um, I think one of these days it'll turn around though. I hope so. I can tell you, I I will not watch uh, national television at all. I do not watch it because it, it it's so uh, frustrating to me to listen to that kind of uh, illogical um, beliefs that they seem to have, and they don't understand what what this country was really built on. Well, it's it's sad to say, but the old 80-20 rule that's, that's, you know, where it says 80% of the people make 20% of the decision, whatever, that's going around the wrong way. Now yeah. you've got about 10% of the people who are forcing their ideas on everybody, and, and our politicians are dumb enough to sit there and do it. Yeah. And and it don't make sense. Now, if they just got 10% of the vote, they wouldn't be there. But uh, that's what's happening nowadays. And uh, it's just a lot of it is because the parents like you and I had are, are no longer around. Yeah. And, uh, but they just, it's, it's amazing how uh, people who think that their idea is more important than yours. And uh, it's, it's, it's destroying this country as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And if anybody don't like that, they're offended by that, I'm sorry. But I'll do it again. Well, it has. It's, it's completely different from what they're saying and believing in Washington and New York, places like that. Uh, we, we don't even understand where in the heck they're coming from, which is a terrible thing. The strength of the United States... It has, has always been in the rural areas, and uh, they don't seem to uh, agree with that. So we're going to have to wrap up the show. Anything we need to say before we are gone? It's been fun. It's always fun. You don't fun. even have your microphone on. Well, you can tell them it's been fun. M Mimi says it's been fun. <laughs> Good. And I'll, well, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll, I always oh, enjoy you guys. I, I'll ebit that. That's like when you used to write a term paper and you quoted somebody, you had to put it down. If you did it twice, you could just put I-B-I-D. So if she says it's been fun, I'll I'll ebit that. Ibid. You didn't know I was a math uh, English major, did you? No, I, I certainly You're didn't. Talking about, I've got, uh, you know, I'm big on poems, whether you know it or not. Most of them are. Oh, uh, wow. Most of them are country songs that tell a story okay i've got one that i'll read one of these days about how you grew up and i grew up uh it's called a bible and a belt mm -hmm. and uh, it's pretty well written and well said and it's uh, he's exactly right well you you know uh red skelton did the pledge one time yeah, on television. I've heard that, and it's amazing. That ought to be in every school in, in, in Rutherford it County. It should, you know. And people could understand what the 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 real history of our country yeah. is about. We bought a, a set of those Red Skelton tapes one time. Mm -hmm. Our kids didn't have a clue who Red Skelton was. And I thought, you know, I know that's a different time, but, man, they really missed out on something. Yes, they did. They didn't know who Red Skelton was. All right, guys, we will see you in the morning at 9 o'clock. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, 
and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.